Blog Talk Radio. Won't you stand in your greatness? Well, good morning and welcome to the Nurture Card Approach August podcast. We are so happy that you are joining us this morning. I am Stephanie Rule, a certified Nurtured Heart Advanced Trainer, teaching classes in Nurtured Heart to parents, teachers, and mental health professionals in the local community of the Roseville and Sacramento area. I'm also a parent of two children, ages three and six, and we live in a Nurtured Heart household, which is why I'm super excited for our topic today, Greatness Activities and NHA for Kids, Tweens, Teens, and Families. I am also very honored to be filling in as your co-host for Howard, with Howard Glasser, today as Catherine Stafford is unable to be with us. Um, Howard is the creator of the Naked Heart Approach and the chairman of the Children's Success Foundation. Good morning, Howie. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm so honored to be co-hosting with you. And thank you uh, for filling in for Kath. Yes, yes. I'm absolutely honored. It's exciting and it's going to be a great conversation today. We have a great guest. Really, I'm really energized and ready ready to have this discussion. Uh, so before we dive in, yes. Um, before we dive into our topic, though, I would love um, to hear about something that I've heard about. Some very exciting news in the nurture heart world of New Jersey. Would you like to briefly share this news with our listeners? I would. I would love to. Um, I'll just give a thumbnail. We. Um, yeah. We threw uh, a few uh, wonderful trainers over the years in New Jersey, have built momentum, and uh, the momentum has carried us into the child welfare system, and they already have a very high-caliber um, uh, coordinated system of care. Um, they already have achieved some um, wonderful results in reducing um, incarceration in in children, in in increasing the efficacy of uh, foster care, and um, Nurture Heart has played a little role in that. Um, that's been incidental um, up until now, but through some um, uh, recent initiatives, the the leaders of the system of care have become very excited about Nurtured Heart. They have applied mm-hmm. for a SAMHSA grant and, and been awarded uh, a large grant that will put Nurtured Heart in the center of um, a, a, a wave of initiatives for um, a group homes, for mm-hmm. out, other out-of-home placements, and and for the parent community that surrounds these uh, kids who are in out-of-home placement. So it's very exciting. There will be research. Um, this is a system of care that's already under study by places as far away as China. So uh, I have every reason to believe that as we accumulate, um, um, as we accumulate greater levels of success and help them to see the beauty of the piece we add, um, I have every reason to believe we're going to become um, part of part of the um, their showcasing what they do, their shouting about their results, and um, we'll, we'll uh, enjoyably be along for the ride and probably have have much 
um, more sway in the world <laughs> of, 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 of of child welfare, which pleases me. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! It's such just it's so cutting edge, and like I can't even believe where we're headed with this. I love it. Um, yeah, it, it, cutting edge is the word. They are already cutting edge. And mm-hmm. um, and they uh, and I met with them a few weeks ago, and they're incredible leaders, and um, and they sense that Nurture Heart is going to propel this further. Oh. oh my goodness! What great news! So it's a perfect Thank storm. You for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Absolutely. Um, I also heard that you yours and Catherine Stafford's new children book children's book should be available for purchase <coughs> maybe mid September. Yeah, is, is my, true? yes, it's true. Um, it's mm-hmm. actually been printed and it's set sail from um, mainland China. And it's, um, you know, I work with a printer in Singapore and they do just great color colorations, the highest quality. And um, oh, great. so I, I have seen a proof of this book at this point and it's actually in transit as we speak. It'll be yeah. arriving the second week. Of, it'll be ready for distribution the second week of September. It's called To Your Greatness, and um, it's based on a, a poem that um, Catherine wrote um, on that subject, and and I work with, and uh, we got it the way we love it. And then mm-hmm. uh, we combined it with the artwork of Annie Leibovitz, who is a museum quality artist who we love and mm-hmm. and her work graces every single page and the cover and it's it's stunning it's just it's it's a work of art it it'll introduce kids to not only art but the art of who they are and the art of mm-hmm. how we cherish them so I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to get one of those. I hope that warms hands. your heart. I hope it makes you want to have two copies. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't maybe think even that, more. I, I don't think maybe more. Yeah. I think each kid is gonna to want to have their own personalized copy. That's my exactly. that's my humble opinion. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Well thank you for sharing sharing that. I can't wait to read it to Alice. And Alice played a role in in the um in the in the um um wonderful my Alice played a role in the mm-hmm. uh in the art of, of yes, this project right. too. Oh that's the that She's now on special. the design team. Alice is now officially on the design team. Oh, that's great news. Wow. Wait wow, till you all see Alice. the new cover of the two thousand sixteen edition of Transforming the Difficult Child. We have a new cover. Based on Ooh, the old cover, exciting. and the new cover is is based on art. So I, I'm I'm done. I I want to get to <laughs> our guest. <laughs> so. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, You're quick, welcome. Before we, before we get to our amazing guest, um, I know we do have some listeners who are new to Nurtured Hearts. Would you like to give them a quick, super duper quick, one minute, thirty second thumbnail? Yeah, of what the for is? anybody. Absolutely. For anybody listening for the first time, um, Nurtured Heart came out of my work with very challenging children. It um, it's a way of honoring them. It's a way of of um, helping adults to see the beauty, the real beauty of 
of children, the deep abiding beauty. I believe some kids just don't show up the way we want them to show up because they're holding out to be seen, Mm -hmm. to be seen Mm -hmm. profoundly. And once they know they're really truly seen for who they really are, they they jump in with two feet, and the same intensity that's gone awry becomes the very source of their greatness. So mm. I will stop there. It's just that an approach beautiful. built upon that premise. That was perfect. Thank you, Howie. Really like You're the, way you, the way you summed that up. Okay, well, <clears throat> I am very excited to introduce our guest for this month, Tammy Jacobs, who is with us today to discuss our topic of greatness activity and Nurtured Hearts for Kids, Tweens, Teens, and Families. Tammy is a licensed clinical social worker currently working in private practice. She has over 20 years of experience working with challenging children and families in crisis centers, group homes, residential treatment, as well as outpatients and community mental health. Tammy has been an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach since 2007 and enjoys teaching this to children, children, teens, adults, parents, group home staff, and educators. Although Tammy has extensive training in a variety of interventions and strategies geared towards helping children and families, the Nurture Card approach has proven to be the most effective and therefore is the foundation of her work. Not only does Tammy utilize the approach in her private practice, but she also uses it on a daily basis, raising her two daughters, ages 11 and 13, and in her marriage of 17 years. Welcome, Tammy. We're so glad you're here, and we're really looking forward to hearing all of your innovative ways to apply NHA in your in our homes as well in a, as in a therapeutic environment. So welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm honored to be here. Uh, I, was actually, I was talking with uh, Jan um, trying to set up the timing of the podcast and subject, mm-hmm. and I told her that I was going to need to brainstorm all the different activities because, to me, it doesn't feel like a separate activity, but just a way of daily living now. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. it, it took me a while because I was like, oh, what do we do? You know, yes. and it just becomes a natural um, daily living activity. It does, doesn't it? That's funny because I said something very similar to Jan that when I when I'm sitting here thinking about what you know what kind of activities do I do, they don't come straight straight to your mind because it, it's exactly what you just said. It just becomes a part of your daily life. Right. Absolutely. And I think that and we, we shift them always just a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I was asking myself, what was the very first Nurture Heart activity I did? Um, I mean, outside of the ones that we naturally do within the trainings and advanced trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the very first one started when my older daughter, who's now 13, she insisted when she started elementary school that she was going to ride the school bus to school mm-hmm. every day. And, you know, as a mom at, with a child that young uh, back in the day, that you want to take them and you want to be there. And I'm like, no, she's still strong enough. Okay, we're going to do this. So I remember being at the bus stop with her and the mom, you know, the first time, that was my first child going to school, thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could go with her and live through her day mm-hmm. and be there to oh, love right. her. But, no, she's strong enough. She's going to go. So I came up with a way I wanted her to go to school with a very full heart. And so right there at the bus stop, we came up with what we call a heart-to-heart hug. And so having, and I actually use this in practice now with families that I work with in private practice, is I'll have the child, various ages, 
point on their body where their heart is located, and then the parent will as well. And then, and it's funny because sometimes the child will point to their belly button. And uh-huh. so then I have them align those two spots together for a hug. And during the hug, I'll ask them who's going to go first. And sometimes it's the kid. The kid will say, well, I'll go first. I said, okay, we're going to count to three. And on three, you're going to go ahead and you're going to fill mom's heart with a whole bunch of love. Aww. And so I'll do one, two, three. And it's a silent process somewhat. I mean, because it's cute because little kids will be like they're pouring love <laughs> oh. into the mom's heart. And I love that. And then I'll ask, great video. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll ask the mom, well, tell us when it's full. And sometimes it takes a minute or two, but the kid keeps pouring. And then they pause, and then it's to be reciprocated. And then the mom will then pour. So we'll do three, two, one, and the mom pours. There's not always noise. Sometimes the mom will mimic the noise of the child so they know uh, that it was just as as, uh, juicy as theirs. And Mm -hmm. it's so cute to watch because almost every time when I ask the kid, okay, tell us when it's full, that process goes a little bit longer. <laughs> and then sometimes mm-hmm. the parent will stop and say, is it full yet? And they'll say, nope, keep going. Oh. And it's cute. So at a very young age, they get to realize the power that they have to give love and to receive mm-hmm. love. Absolutely. I, I love that. I love that it's um, that they are coming, they're inducted almost initiated into seeing the beauty of the energy they have to give and and the energy they have to receive and um, how, you know, the chances are so then enhanced of them being attuned to energy mm-hmm. um, and energy, not just any, but the energy of the heart and, and valuing mm-hmm. that. I, I can't imagine that not having a life of its own and... Um, and, and 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 maybe helping them to lessen the grip of other things that are less important and seeing that as like having the um, proper amount of, uh, of um, weight proportion in their life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you were describing practice, that... Tammy, that's oh, such thank a you. deep practice. I love it. Mm-hmm. And even though my girls are, you know... Pre, uh, one's a teen, one's preteen. If I were to ask them today, do you want to do a heart-to-heart hug, they jump at the chance, and they're like, oh, yeah, we still do those. Come on. And so they, mm. they're not really outgrowing them because we started at a young age, and they have um, the memory of how good it felt and mm-hmm. don't have the embarrassment behind still doing it. You know, something funny, uh, like a little corollary, is is I I could look now and... and um, uh, easily see that Alice has tried to induct me into that and that <laughs> she's the one who's wanted to hold on longer and pour more in. Um, and it's taken, it took me, you know, months to just get my comfort zone where I would just stand there um, and, and um, you know, and, and kind of make it mutual the way you're describing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I didn't did not have this on my list of brainstormed ideas to share. Um, I did have the heart to heart um, that hug on that list, 
But as you were just talking about it, it reminded me of another thing that I have shared with kids and the parents about, you know, the energy, being able to sense it, and what do you do with it when you sense it? Because when a child is tantruming, the energy that comes from that, and or say the parent that's rushing through the morning, and then the kid has to feel that energy, and neither one of them like that, that negative energy, but they also don't want to be it. And I actually have a visual that I actually learned firsthand in the moment during a a tantrum of my own child. Mm -hmm. And it it was so powerful that I can use to this day. And when I share it with clients, they love it because it feels like it gives them something to do within the midst of it. So they... In the visual, when you can feel that negative energy, whether it be coming from your child or even in the, say, grocery store line uh, because the cashier is having a a bad day, but you can pick up on it, is when you, when I would, the example with my daughter, when I perceived her uh, extreme tantrum, it almost felt like the energy was this dark black greenish goo like floating through the air and coming closer to me and it wasn't going to permeate me and I remember having the self-talk of nope I don't need to be it Um, I don't need to join it I get to love her I get to choose greatness and in that moment I wanted to do more than just not become it I wanted to be able to help help her receive that love like we did in a heart-to-heart hug but Mm -hmm. she was not open to a heart-to-heart hug at that moment (laughs) So I gave her her space. I trusted her to handle the strong feelings. And in the process, when I perceived that black, dark, greenish, like, color, I decided to breathe it in, wash it and cleanse it. It became clear. And I sent her back love and love. And um, it had the visual of blue mm. back to her. And in the minute Kid. when I did that, oh, I felt I like I had... Um, I have undepletable love despite whatever she's going through in that moment, and I want to be able to permeate her with the love that I have. And in that instant, when that happened, poof, she stopped her tantrum. And I remember mm. in the moment going, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know, you're... you're um you know, in the uh, Igniting Greatness book, I don't know if you've seen that one, but the, but there's a there's a actual there's a practice that actually is interestingly similar, and you know, I don't uh, feel like I, I I'm I'm well aware that it it has some basis in ancient wisdom, and um, mm-hmm. and I believe you're tapping into ancient wisdom, and and I love that you're trans transmuting it, transmuting your being the vehicle of, first of all, you're not in denial. You're not Mm -hmm. going, oh, I don't have bad feelings or I don't, or she doesn't have bad feelings. You're being very truthful with yourself. You're being transparently Mm -hmm. truthful. You're coaching yourself beautifully. You're taking the, um, you're uh, probably giving your daughters this, this, this great lesson you're showing that you, you, this is this may be the quintessential unconditional love that you're doing, is that you're feeling whatever is the truth of the moment, and you're taking the energy of it, and you call it washing. You're 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 converting it, 
really. Mm-hmm. You're 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 composting it. I use that word or I use other words. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're showing you're you're uh, churning it into uh, what I believe is is possible, which is to like increase greatness and you're mm-hmm. you're living that and I, mm-hmm. I I love I love that you see the instant switch over um, I don't know that I've ever done it that way or thought to do it exactly that way but you know greatness is love and you're you are you are amping up your greatness of love each and every time you do that mm-hmm. it's fun to watch when they turn um, and then utilize that where you're saying that how I was teaching her to be able to do that. Uh, there was an occasion once where our dog was afraid because it was uh, fireworks time or anything. And she told me that the dog was really afraid and that we needed to send her some love. Mm. And so I just said, well, how do we do that? And she's like, well, okay, everybody come put your hands on her. And she counted to three, kind of like the heart-to-heart hug. And she said, mm. send it. Another quiet process. And the dog, of course, stopped shaking, and her eyes got big. Like, oh, that, my daughter's eyes got big, like, oh, my gosh, we did it. Um, and, of course, it was great because the dog started shaking again, and she says, we have to do it again. <laughs> so we do it again, and the dog stopped shaking. So um, being mm. able to own that, that she had the capability of helping somebody else feel loved. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. I have to jump in here and say I just uh, the sensing energy activity is just such a beautiful way to hold space for our mm-hmm. children in midst of those tantrums. And not only mm-hmm. are you holding that space for them, but it's like you're putting that that pause in that energy to allow that time for the child to reset themselves without you for us, having to insert our energy, our negative energy, or whatever it is of us trying to control the tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. You're, like, pausing that space and just saying, I have this beautiful visual, just hold, like, you're holding your hands out, holding this space for them, literally holding it, and saying, I'm just here, and I'm going to wait, and I'm going to turn this, this ugly, greenish-black energy and send it back to you, clean, clean and beautiful and cleanse your heart with it. And I just, it's mm. so beautiful. I love that activity so much. And mm. I do something very similar with my my three-year-old son. Um, it, it looks totally different, but I, and I've never really put it into words. So I'm so appreciative of you. Can you share it? Jeff, can you, can you share what you do with um, your son? Well, it's very, it's not, it's, it's really the same thing, honestly. I, I've just never actually thought about what I'm, I've never really put the steps to it, right? I just sit there mm-hmm. and I hold that space for him because he's very, very intense. When you know, it takes him a while to get to that stage, but when he enters that intensity, it's there's no there's no taking him out of it. He has to achieve that on his own. And you know, I'm I'm a mother of two children. I'm not perfect, so of course I've had my moments of entering in and trying to control the tantrum and trying to end the tantrum. And I mm. learned, I learned when he was a tiny baby, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew this doesn't work. I know nurtured heart. I know this doesn't work. But you can't really, sometimes you just, you enter into it anyways. And so when I learned as a, with him as a tiny baby that that was like the worst idea I could ever have had, <laughs> I stopped doing that right away and thought, okay, what can I do? What, what can I do in this moment? And so I sat there with him in that, in that energy 
and like I said, without putting it into words, because I never really thought of it until Tammy just said that, I was unknowingly taking that energy and turning it and cleaning it and just putting it into my heart and pushing it right back out to his heart and kind of breathing mm. it in, and breathing mm-hmm. through it and not necessarily telling him to take deep breaths because at this time in his life that just makes him more upset because um, that, again, is me trying to insert my control over the situation, but just yeah. uh, mirroring the breathing for him. Um, yeah. And as I'm breathing out, I'm breathing that, that new cleansed energy into him. Right. I love that. That's beautiful. That and you're both, you're both resetting. And, you know, both at the heart of this is that cause of, um, which, you know, it doesn't need a name. It, it, it long existed before I ever, you know, affectionately turned this resetting just for purposes of communicating it. Um, you know, you tapped into this universal um, wisdom of, of, um, of that pause um, to respond, to responsive instead of reactive. Right, this right. Huge. Hey, Howie, um, you got a little muted. Your voice got a little muted. I don't know if you're too close to it's, the phone. Is this, is this better? That's much yeah. better, thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Tammy, you were going to say something in uh, yeah. the hearing Stephanie's comment. Yeah, when she was explaining that, I always tell um, clients that I share that visual. That was my own personal visual and how I was able to um, transform it and encourage them to come up with their own. So, Howie, when you ask Stephanie to share hers, you know, when you can actually create a visual that goes with it, the next time that there's a tantrum and you might feel challenged I mean, because it's not that I don't ever enter a tantrum with my child. <laughs> I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. having the awareness on how do I get out. But if I can recall right. the steps that I did that one time, that where I did feel mm-hmm. the success, I can go back to those exact same steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, we, it, you think you both said something really key that's to me so important in the uh, authenticity of this work or the uh, honesty of this work is that for humans. <laughs> It's not about not getting reactive. It's not about ever being perfect. It's about it's about you know um, recognizing when we're in the soup and uh, either proactively like uh, being one step ahead of the sense that we're going to be reactive before we fall into it, or when we do fall into it, seeing, mm-hmm. seeing bits and pieces enough before we get into deep. Or when right. we get into deep, extricating ourselves. <laughs> right. I, I have noticed that um, I do get a lot of intense kids in my private practice and intense adults. And so these, all these same activities that they use with the little kids, the teenagers and adults, they they work across the board. So even if it's a, a little child, like a heart-to-heart hug, that that works fine in couples counseling as well. And so sometimes the simpler the activity and the task, almost even childlike, mm-hmm. um, the easier it is for them to do. That way it's not mm-hmm. hard and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the um, the famous Yumi Superstar game um, that I think most people know about. I don't know if I need to explain it. 
um, for the purpose of the podcast? Do you um, yeah. know it? Whatever you feel is, is necessary, I, especially since I don't teach it anymore. Um, um, I, I, I'd love to hear where you've gone with that, if, you, if that's something you want to share. Sure. Um, uh, you, Me, Superstar is a simple, basic game, and the fear of families is that it's too babyish, but it really isn't. It is a game. The basic form that we I first started out with is just having the pieces of paper that either say the word you, the word me, or the word superstar. And I didn't create this game. This came from a friend and colleague. And um, But I use it frequently in practice, even if it is just to close a session with the family. The only hard part is it, it's very contagious, <laughs> and they don't want to stop playing it. So I often have to tell the kids to draw one more piece of paper out, but they can't look at it until they're in the car. And basically, uh-huh. when you draw out a U, I've made cue cards because the sentence that you're supposed to say I tell them it's awkward for a reason. It's supposed to help you um, rechange uh, how you see and think about things. And so when somebody draws out a U, I hold up the little cue card that says, one thing about you that I think makes you amazing is, and then we always say turn to the person to your right because if they if you give them the choice to pick whoever, they're always going to pick the easiest person. Mm-hmm. And then they have to complete the sentence. Um, and then the me is one thing about me that I think makes me amazing, and then you have to complete it about yourself. And then the superstar is one thing about you that I think makes you a superstar, but in that moment you get to be the superstar, and everybody else that's playing gets to read and answer that sentence for you. Mm-hmm. And a little notch that I added to it, because when they first play this game, sometimes they don't give that irrefutable evidence, the details. So if I have, say... Um, a a child and parent playing and the child has to tell the mom one thing about you that I think makes you amazing and the child says you're a good cook but the tapes and the narrative in the mom's head is no I'm not I burnt this last week and you said you hated this so Mm -hmm. the parent's not completely owning it so then I coach them to say could I have some details please Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. they get to elaborate further on the details and it's so cute to watch kids because you know how hungry they are for details and evidence. So the parent will say, oh, that you did really good in school. And the kid will say details. The mom will give more details. You studied your spelling words. You gave your 100% effort. And you got 10 of them correct. And the kid will go, details. And the mom will elaborate more and say, details, details, details. You mean and exactly around the detail, like, like yeah. more detail. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. I love yeah. that too. And so um, we're all hungry for those irrefutable details, the evidence. I'm lo- and we're all hungry for it, everybody. And so coaching them because it is unnatural, for, especially for children, to give those specific details. So I love that you mm-hmm. coach them through that process to, ha- to help that become a part of who they are. To just think, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, I can't just say you're so amazing, you're great. You have to say you're yeah. so amazing because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're so willing to give irrefutable details when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, exactly. we are so natural and, and giving under those circumstances. You know, can we in turn be that giving when we're mm-hmm. complimenting? It, yeah, and so that game, it actually just helps them with a the dialogue. 
Because later, if we've played that game in a session and later something comes up and a parent or a child is trying to give feedback to another one and they can't quite take it in because you could tell they're playing some old negative tapes within their head. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, do you need some details? And they'll ask right then and there. And so we're not playing the game anymore. They've learned that they can ask for those details. And it's funny because sometimes if a child says, no, I don't need details, I either will trust them to know when they need to ask, or I will say, mm-hmm. you know, I don't live in your home, and I'm really curious-minded. I'm having trouble creating the visual of what that looks like. You don't need them, but, Mom, could you tell me what they are? So then mm-hmm. the child will be able to still get the um, details mm-hmm. because at the moment they might have said, no, I don't want them. I don't want to be that vulnerable. But then as it gets directed away from them, it kind of gives that little safety net of, oh, mom's just telling her. It's not me. Mm -hmm. And then they slowly allow themselves to drink it in. Because I know um, they can handle them. What's that? Because I know that the kid can handle them in that moment. They just think they're too vulnerable to hear the details. Mm -hmm. Um, The the corollary to that is, is, you know, the kind of a healing for... um, the, the sense I have of, uh, uh, you know, like if you thought of it as, you know, one of the theorists, and I'm sure you know, is Piaget in child mm-hmm. development, and he would he would say the um, the end story, the healthy end story is assimilation and integration. So, so um, you know, maybe maybe the corollary is that the child has. Um, has now their own story, the details enough within them that they got it. They don't need to hear it because they have mm-hmm. their own, like, the details of, of what's positive. You know, right. instead of what also goes on inside our heads is we're all too willing to give the details of why we messed up um, yeah. and, and what we've done wrong. So, you know, maybe the healthy adult, I would argue, has... Um, a, a new default setting to to uh, have ample supply of details of what they've done right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, and you're helping um, that. You're nurturing that. You're you're mm-hmm. everything you've said so far this morning is has really um, built upon that. I love that. Yeah. And even utilizing some of the old. I, not really old, but basic counseling techniques that I've learned um, going through getting my bachelor's and master's in social work. Um, so with the regular CBT, I've actually, you know, broken it down to help them. So if I have many thoughts coming in at one time, just trying to explain this. <laughs> but uh, basically, when I have a client, whether it be a kid or an adult, and they've know that the power of uh, the positive and having the um, thoughts that help lift them versus crush them down, and they're working really hard to recognize their own greatness, yet naturally, being human being, we still struggle with trying to come up with that narrative in our head with the irrefutable, juicy evidence. every single time they're able to identify the old tape with the freely bad, stinky, negative details, which I'm not all, all about picking off a scab and letting the bleeding begin in a counseling session. I think you can go from where you're at and heal going forward. 
on occasion, if they struggle that much with identifying the uh, irrefutable evidence towards their greatness, is sometimes we will start with the old tape and then challenge them to see that, no, it's not true, and no, it doesn't help me to think that way, and then we start by flipping it. So if they say, I'm a really bad mom and my children don't love me, just doing a simple 180 and you know saying, I am not a bad mom, my children love me, and then coaching them to look for that evidence that says they are a good mom and that their children love them. Mm. Because they feel like, I can't, I'm too damaged, I have too many negative tapes, I can't change them. And that's what they keep holding on to. So mm. we start there and add in the details that says that is completely false. Mm. Where I think... You know, you're, 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 um, you're knowing where you want to go leads you to... This is, in a way, an activity for yeah. the adult. And yeah. um, and it becomes, like both of you have said, second nature as you have this uh, formatting. This, this new formatting has made sense to you in a way where it gives you this creativity in wanting to help people overwrite the old... Um, it's not about you not talking them out of it or making it go away. You're helping them create a process where they could overwrite their um, their old formatting and enter into with you this new formatting. Right. And I've actually, because I've learned um, the adults, they tend to, you know, adult-style learning, they need something very specific and mm-hmm. steps sometimes. So I've actually created some uh, a CBT chart that shows them, here's where the bad, stinky thoughts happen and I actually had a little child that really needed this skill and sitting on the floor playing with them and came up with um, an analogy that when I explain it to the adults now I mean they laugh I mean I laugh with them but to them it makes so much sense so visualizing their when they figure out what their negative thoughts are pretty much referring to them as the stinky turd (laughs) and if you if you have, and I then tell them the story of, I mean, like, who in your house stinks up the bathroom the most? And they're like, oh, my brother, my dad, whatever. And I said, okay, and if you got to go to the bathroom really bad and you run to the bathroom and it smells really bad and you're like, I can't go in there, and you just spray the air freshener in there and you wait five minutes thinking it's got to be better, and then you mm. run back to the bathroom, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's just as bad. You spray again, you wait another five minutes. And you're like, it's got to be better. You go in and you're like, what is going on? I've waited 10 minutes. I sprayed twice. And you go into the bathroom a little further and you see <gasps> there in the toilet, it's a big stinky turd. And so I, I ask them, what do you got to do? And they're like, flush the toilet. I'm like, yeah. So now that you flush, does it automatically start smelling better? They're like, mm-hmm. no. I'm like, now what can you uh, do? They're like, oh, <laughs> now spray. You know, so oh, helping them recognize. It. Yeah. So... We talk about stinky turds in here. And in oh, my that's head. great. Yeah. That's, I, so, could, I could play upon that analogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's 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 a beautiful analogy. Analogies mm-hmm. are powerful. Mhm. And and um, yeah, and so um, and you know when they say, 
I said, when you flush the toilet, does it always all go down? They're like, no. I'm like, well, then what do you got to do? They're like, flush again? Yeah. Mm. So having that awareness of where am I placing my energy? Am I placing my energy onto all these negative stinky turns? Or can I say, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't help me. And I don't feel good um, when I play these through my head. So I'm going to go ahead and flush. And then I'm going to try to add that the irrefutable evidence of my greatness in there. But then and we got to go flush again and then go back to the drawing board. So I laid it out in an actual mm-hmm. like, chart with steps for adults because they know when they're having their really strong feelings, but how do I get to really good, strong feelings? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. And we just had our, our uh, first spell here, and so I think we'll uh, – jump into some a quick announcements here um, at the end of the flushing down the stinky turn discussion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to end it, right? <laughs> yeah. Greatness oh, of it. stinky turds is motivation. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just have some um, a quick few announcements to make, um, and then I'd like to come back to you, Tammy, for some parting words and Howie. Um, I'd like to invite the listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart podcasts either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by clicking the icon. We are also getting very excited for the Nurtured Heart Foundation's online course, which is beginning October 9th. This is an incredible opportunity, um, six-week opportunity, to participate in an interactive way with Howie as a facilitator. And you can find Details for this at childrensuccessfoundation.com under the training tab. The early bird discount ends August 27th, so sign up soon. We are also very excited about two upcoming certification training intensives, or CTIs. The first one is in Tucson in January of 2016, and the second one is in Australia, February 2016. Mm. Details can be found for this also at childrensuccessfoundation.com under the training tab. Next month for our September podcast, we will be joined by Rosemary Hardy and Barbara Gaskin, two extraordinary advanced trainers who will be talking about bringing NHA into schools at the administrative level. You can also find Rose's greatness profile in the Nurtured Heart newsletter, so check it out. It's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, You can find that on the website, childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash greatness hyphen profiles. And lastly, a great big thank you to both Tammy and Howie. This has been an a really great discussion. I just love hearing all of your activities, and I'm I'm a little bit sad that we have to go because we only got to like four of them, and I know you probably have a million, but the ones that you shared were powerful and intense and exciting and just had such a healing power to them. So um, thank you for sharing those four activities with us today, Tammy. My pleasure. And um, I'd love to hear some parting words from both Tammy, Howie, whoever is feeling feeling the parting words. Jump right on in there. Tammy, um, you could have all my minutes. I can't wait to hear. I'm, I'm sure you you were. Um, anyway, I'll, I'm going to be quiet and, and, and make <laughs> space for your parting words and wisdom. Um, my words and wisdom. Details, please. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I am so glad that I was able to be part of the podcast with you guys. Um, actually, the 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 largest activity I do that was on this list we didn't talk about, so I'm glad that it happened organically and naturally 
And um, I'll just share those on another time, another avenue, another place. So thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to share those that I do have. Yes, thank you. It was, it was again, just an honor for me to get to listen to you. Um, I have seen you on Facebook a thousand times, and every time you've been on Facebook over the years, I thought, I need to get to know Tammy Jacobs. And so here I am getting to know Tammy Jacobs. Um, mm. And it's been an honor to, to get to know you a little bit over uh, this podcast as well as to spend some time and share some space with my friend Howie. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, it's it's my pleasure, and um, I'm in awe of um, of your wisdom, and I, I think you said something so, you both said something so key in the beginning that that um, this is, um, if I'm summarizing correctly, this is uh, <clears throat> kind of your, your um, you've noticed or your key is that this is, uh, it's not been a matter of trying to invent activities. It's, this has been an organic um, outpouring mm-hmm. from your centeredness in, in, in this uh, sense of life, you know, uh, this way of being, this, uh, you know, the approach has become second nature for you in a way that has, has created this stream of living it in relation to your kids and mm-hmm. um, in relation to your practice. And and um, that's what I've heard loud and clear is that um, that this has a life of its own and that it it's nuanced deliciously to the needs of the situation because you're attuned to the map you know where you want to go and um and you you both have relayed a beautiful sense of you want to you know you want to help people get to their greatness you don't want the crap to get in the way you you want um you want <laughs> to help people um uh reset and not react you want to you want to help people um Drink in the beauty of who they are. So everything you've said is is in an enactment or activity that that helps that along, and and I love it. And it, it just means you you don't have to have a source book outside of you. You have it within you, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll continue to unveil more and more uh, things as situations call for them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, it is that time to say goodbye. Thank you again to both of you. It's been a great conversation, and um, here's to next month's podcast. Thanks, thank Stephanie. You, you did a great you. job filling in. <laughs> you oh, did, you so and, thank, and, and thank you so much, Tammy and Stephanie. I am in such great appreciation of you both. Thanks, okay, Howie. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult.